Beaches, Episode 4, The Whole Damn Night. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. safe. Not after Tanya found that gift outside her home. She struggled to breathe properly as she checked every door and window. She checked the closets too for good measure and under the bed as well. Finally, when she was certain that the man had not made it inside the house and was not waiting for her to turn her back, she called Natalie, who had sent her a string of increasingly worried text messages since she'd sent her a picture of the note and flowers she'd found on her doorstep. Are you okay? He left them. The flowers, I know it. Are you safe? Your doors are locked? Yeah. Good. Any sign of that creep? Just the flowers. I I checked the whole house to make sure he wasn't inside. No broken windows. All the doors were locked. Uh, I don't think he could have gotten in here. Or that he is in here. Fuck. I am so sorry. I should have come home with you. No, no. You didn't need to. And we didn't know this would happen. If anything had happened, though, I'd never forgive myself. You've been asking for help, and I haven't listened, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Seriously. Still, do you know this guy at all? Like, is he an ex or something? No. Honestly, I haven't really seen his face. The hood covers most of it. Any identifying marks? He wears a trench coat with a hood, and he's tall. No visible tattoos or jewelry? Yeah, actually. A little diamond mark on his hand, but, you know, Okay, we don't... okay, this is good, and what about the way he... Jesus! This isn't an interview, okay? I said I don't know what he looks like. You're right. I'll back off. But we need to figure out how to make sure you're safe. I could buy new locks. A deadbolt. That's one thing. But if this creep thinks he can just drive you insane, he's got another thing coming. I'll fuck him up myself. <sighs> Listen, the knight in shining armor routine is great, but I need concrete ideas. Because I can't... I don't know how to deal with this. Right. Have you considered going to the police? I mean, before this, I didn't really have any evidence. Now you do, though. Oh, what if they say it's all in my head, huh? I mean, I haven't really been good at convincing anyone before this. First off, if they pull victim-blamey shit, that's entirely their problem, and... We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But either way, they might have some information you could use. Maybe there are other people who've been terrorized by this guy, and maybe this will help them catch him. You're right. Do you want me to come with you? I can be there in a few hours. No, no. I'll go on my own. Okay. Keep me posted, though, and call me tonight. 
Uh, I'm going to be instating mandatory check-ins, and in the meantime... No, no, you are not looking into this on your own. Let me at least Google it. I'm a great investigator. It's why work gives me the toughest stories. Fine. One or two Google searches, and no contacting anyone unless I say so, okay? (sighs) Fine. Are you sure you don't want me there? Yeah. I can do this on my own. Besides, I doubt this guy would try anything surrounded by police. Still... Okay. You know what? Boundaries. You're setting boundaries and those are good. Here's mine, though. Please, call me when you get home, okay? Just so I know you're okay. Absolutely. As Tanya hung up the phone, she felt a familiar sense of unease settle over her. Talking with Natalie always made her feel safer, but the moment she hung up, she felt isolated and afraid. It felt like the man was watching her even now, though there was no sign of him out of the windows. The dead flowers sat on her coffee table, and Tanya stared at them for a long moment. Something was stirring in the back of her mind. This bouquet was absolutely a funeral bouquet. She'd seen enough recently to know. Was he taunting her specifically because of Tammy and Jim? Was that what had brought him into her life? It didn't make any sense, but for a moment, Tanya was sure that their deaths were what had drawn this man towards her. Okay, fuck this. Tanya stood quickly and grabbed the flowers. Marching into the kitchen, she dumped them in the garbage. As the lid slammed shut, Tanya allowed herself a moment of quiet terror before straightening her spine. Whatever this man wanted, and whatever had made him fixate on her... He wasn't going to get it. Instead, she was going to fight back any way she could. First, by going to the police and getting as much information as she could. As she hurried to her car, Tanya glanced around nervously. Tammy and Jim had lived on a somewhat remote street... There was another house in the distance that Tanya could see, but there were trees and some shrubs in the way. It was as if Tanya was completely and utterly alone, and if the man approached her here, there would be no one she could call for help. Okay, you're just making this worse for yourself. Breathe. Just breathe. You're not some damsel in distress, okay? You're the whole damn night! Tanya kept up a steady stream of pep talks aimed at herself as she drove through the town. Fortunately, her drive was uneventful. Let's get this bastard. Tanya almost turned around and left when she saw how many people were inside the courthouse. While it was hardly the busiest it could be, it was more packed than she expected. Still, 
She forced herself to walk forward into the groups of people, not wanting the man or her own personal fears to scare her out of being able to get help when she needed it. A nearby sign listed the locations in the building. Courtrooms on floor one, judicial offices, archives. Ah, police department. Tanya hurried towards the police department. When she arrived, she could see several officers at their desks, typing away on computers or talking to one another. Some of the officers glanced over at her, then just as quickly looked away, their attention already lost. Hello? How can I help you, ma'am? I'm here to report someone stalking me. Can I get your name? Tanya Wright. W-R-I-G-H-T. And what's the name of the stalker? I don't know. Okay. Can you give me a description, at least? He's tall, uh, he wears a black trench coat, and there's a hood covering his face. Anything else? Uh, it's a long coat, really worn, like he's had it for a long time. Oh, and, uh, he has a tattoo on his left hand. It looks like a diamond. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's happened when you've seen him. Has this man made threats against you? He looked like he was going to charge at me once. The first time I saw him at that little grocery store on 2nd Street, the hometown farm stand. And then, when I came home today, there, there was this bouquet of dead flowers on my porch, with a note. Well, what did the note say? Welcome home. Look, I know it doesn't sound like much, but I really do... Ma'am, I'm sorry, but there isn't much we can do. I can put your report in the system, so in case this escalates, there's record of it, but if you can't even pick him out of a lineup, there's not much else we can help with for now. But the flowers, and I know... Do you that... know they're from him? No. But who else could have left them? These are not concrete threats, and you don't even know what he looks like. What do you expect us to do? Pull the guy out of thin air? Doing something would be nice. Like I said, there's a record now, so if this does escalate, you have proof. Thank you for your time. As she walked away, Tanya felt anger burn white hot through her. She knew she was being followed, and the flowers were proof enough in her eyes. And yet the police were useless. Filing a report for the sake of record was pointless. By the time it escalated enough that a record was necessary, it might be too late. As Tanya wove her way through the maze of hallways, she spotted a sign that pointed her towards the archives. A voice that sounded all too much like Natalie's rang in her head. Maybe, just maybe she could investigate on her own. There were bound to be records here. Maybe the man had stalked someone before in this same town, and there was a paper trail of a case similar to hers. If she could find proof that something similar had happened before, maybe the police would take her seriously. At the very least, it would give her and Natalie something to go on as they looked into this themselves. The archives were empty and quiet save for the receptionist at the front desk, who was clearly more engrossed with his phone than anything else that was going on. Hello. How can I help you? Um... I'm with the press. I'm looking up something pertaining to a recent court case on stalking. 
young woman was followed by a man she didn't know, the police didn't do much, and I'm looking up any files there might be on the case. I can show you my credentials if you'd like. Just sign in here. Oh, uh... The receptionist gestured to a computer that looked to be as old as Tanya. After a moment's hesitation, Tanya signed in, wishing there wouldn't be a paper trail that the man could hypothetically find. She told herself that was almost too paranoid, that the man wouldn't track her down via the archives, but still, her brain couldn't stop worrying. Have a nice day. Thank you. Tanya almost felt bad about lying to the receptionist, even if it wasn't a full-on lie per se. She really was looking for incidents of stalking throughout the county. Once she knew the broader picture, she could narrow down her search to situations that were similar to hers and see if there was any way she could convince the police to help her. An hour passed. The further Tanya got into the archives, the more the silence descended on her like a stifling blanket. It was an oppressive presence. She had finally begun to narrow down her search, and there were a few stories that seemed similar to hers. She hummed to herself to fend off the heavy silence as she pulled another file off the shelf. Cedar Grove Police Department. Parks, Victoria. As she read the name, she felt the sensation of eyes on her. She quickly turned around, scanning the narrow aisle she found herself in. Hello? There was no one there. Still holding the file, she crept to the end of the aisle and peered around the corner. Again, no one. It's just my imagination. Just my imagination. Mrs. Parks claimed that an unknown man wearing a black trench coat and hood had been hanging around the neighborhood. On the night of her husband's death, she claimed the man broke into her home as she was having an argument with her husband, stabbing him repeatedly until deceased. No sign of forced entry. Fingerprints belonging to Mrs. Parks were found on a bloodied kitchen knife discovered at the scene. No evidence indicated a third person had been present. Photos of the Parks residence. Jesus, that's a lot of blood. Tanya flipped through page after page of crime scene photos. Pools of blood spilled across the floor, a tarp covering what Tanya could only assume was the body of Victoria's husband. A bloody kitchen knife laid on the floor next to him. Victoria Parks found guilty of first-degree murder of her husband, Robert Parks. Mrs. Parks was sentenced to life in prison at the Ora State Penitentiary in upstate New York. As Tanya flipped through the last pages of the file, she suddenly froze. There was a police sketch of the killer Victoria described. He had dark eyes, a wide grin, and he was wearing a dark, hooded trench coat. Tanya fumbled with her phone and took photos of the police sketch and the court documents to review later. She didn't want to spend more time in the archives than she had to. As she did this, Tanya again felt as though someone was watching her. The hair on the back of her neck stood up and her stomach churned with sudden fear. This time, though, she didn't turn around. Instead, she flipped her phone's camera 
briefly taking in the sight of her own frightened face before lifting it up to see over her shoulder. In the hideous yellow light, she caught a glimpse of something disappearing around the corner of the aisle. Tanya knew without needing to fully see that it was the corner of a trench coat fluttering as someone hid themselves. Fuck. There was no more time. Without ever bothering to put down the file in her hand, Tanya shouldered her purse and all but ran towards the door, glancing over her shoulder every so often. Her mind was filled with images of the man pursuing her, getting closer and closer before he'd grab her and drag her away. But that moment never came, and soon she was back in the front of the archives. The receptionist glanced up briefly from his phone as Tanya sprinted towards him. Excuse me, I reported a man stalking me to the police earlier today, and he's here. He's in the archive. You're the only person here, ma'am. Am I? Let me ask, how would you know if you're on your damn phone the entire time? It would have been so easy to sneak by you with your face in, I don't know, whatever stupid game you're playing. That managed to finally get the receptionist's full attention. He slammed down his phone, a scowl on his face. As I was saying... The receptionist angled his computer monitor towards Tanya. Tanya saw the cameras covering the archives from every angle. Each corner had a camera, and each showed that no one else was around. The archives were completely empty. No one else is here, ma'am. Oh. The receptionist gave Tanya an odd look, as if he was about to ask if Tanya was all right. But Tanya had been asked that question enough, and she didn't have an answer for it anymore. So instead, she ran, tossing the folder onto the receptionist's desk and hurrying out the door, trying to get to her car as quickly as she could. Several passers-by also gave her strange looks as she hurtled past, but she ignored them as best she could, getting into her car and turning it on as fast as possible. The drive home felt like it took all of a minute as Tanya barely stuck to the speed limit. As she drew closer to Tammy and Jim's house, she half-wished they had close neighbors who would be around who could see if someone was trying to break in. At first, she'd been grateful for the isolation from the world. Now, she wished desperately that she was... Well, not surrounded by a crowd, but that she had people close by to keep an eye on her with Natalie hours away in New York. Whenever she was upset, the ritual of making a perfect cup of tea soothed her. The act of boiling water, selecting a flavor, and waiting just enough for it to steep perfectly was the same every time. It was precise. It was relaxing. And it always grounded Tanya. The warmth of the mug was a balm as Tanya began to scan the pictures she'd taken at the archives. The man plagued her mind as she stared at the police sketch. He had been there, 
right behind her at the archives, so how could he have vanished without anyone seeing him? And this Victoria Parks woman, did she or the person she claimed killed her husband have anything to do with it? Victoria Parks claimed a stalker murdered her husband. A horrifying thought began to form in Tanya's mind. Would the man try to frame her for something too? Or even go so far as attempting to take her life? If that was the man's intent, what could she possibly do to stop him? Episode 4, The Whole Damn Night. Starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shottlecotty as Natalie, Jess Flome as the officer, and Colin Fears as the front desk worker. Fires and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com. That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week. 